Welcome to ConExpo ConAg Radio, brought to you by the Association of Equipment Manufacturers with your host, Peggy Smedley. This is ConExpo ConAg Radio, brought to you by the Association of Equipment Manufacturers. I'm your host, Peggy Smedley. Our next guest joined his company as a territory sales representative for construction in San Francisco. In January 2011, he took an international assignment when the organization named him president of the company in Canada. But today, please welcome Avi Khan, President and CEO of Hilti North America. Avi, welcome to the show. Hello, Peggy. Thank you very much for uh, having me again. It's great to be back. And we love having you on the show. Avi, so let's get an update on where things are. So where do you see? Let's talk about the fleets. Fleets are changing, rapidly doing a lot of things. I'd love to get your insight on where we see, I guess we should say the fleet of the future, because today they're changing. You can't say how they're going to be you know, tomorrow, because tomorrow is going to change today. It's just crazy. What's your thoughts? It it is. It is. It's a very exciting topic. I think if we look overall at construction, we see a really rapid movement towards adopting new technologies from prefabrication to heavier use of software pre, during, post-construction. We see uh, adaptation of virtual reality on job sites. And then when it comes to the actual uh, fleet of the future, Really what we see is uh, the Internet of Things uh, really creating a mini-revolution. If we look back, we know that connected tools have been there for a long time on heavy equipment through the use of cell cards, but now with Internet of Things, that can really be accelerated. And when we talk about that, Avi, that's an interesting point when you say the Internet of Things, and the construction industry is starting to embrace that. And I think a lot of things, when we say the Internet of Things, are we in this evolution or are we in a revolution of what we describe the internet of things at the construction job site with fleets with all of our assets that we're just talking about today yeah i i really believe that it is uh nothing less than a revolution i think uh as i said uh on on heavy equipment on equipment that was worth it there were cell cards uh, to track the equipment mainly for, for a very long time now. When we talk Internet of Things and we look at the, the endless application, the reason why I really believe it's a revolution, the best equivalent to look at is a PC, a simple computer, pre- and post-Internet. And, and pre the connection to the Internet, you had a machine that could do some word processing, could do some work for you. Today it's really the gateway to the world. And if we take the same thing to a tool, any um, piece of equipment that makes a construction fleet today, and we think about the endless possibilities with Internet of Things, um, it really is a revolution. And I think the advances in technology, which we can expand on, really are accelerating and enabling this uh, revolution. So how do you extend that when you talk about our tools of today versus yesterday. So how do we extend that or how do we take that with all of our fleets, all of our assets, everything? Are we connecting those older tools existing? Do do we have to get rid of those? I mean, how is it all connected, so to speak? What are we going to do? I mean, it's kind of like, do you throw the baby out with the bathwater? I don't know. What are we going to do? Yeah, so first of all, you ask a great question, how do we connect? And so I think today there's a multitude of of technologies from Wi-Fi, Bluetooth, NFC. So there's the availability of technologies to connect tools uh, to the world in a very efficient way, be it then through a gateway or through smartphone applications, which 
99% of, uh, of the workforce has a smartphone in their pocket, and if we pair the smartphone with any tool, any piece of equipment, that is really what creates the, the opportunity to, uh, in an instant, have a connected tool. What we see, at least for us at Hilti, but also other manufacturers, is the ability to come up with these new technologies on new tools, and with that, enable their connectivity. What we're trying to do uh, to, to come to your point of, of not having to redo an entire fleet is we're retrofitting existing tools with uh, these type of technologies, for us mainly NFC, to enable them to connect. And then if you have an application, which we offer and others offer as well, that can connect to that tool, through that you really create that opportunity to, to turn the tool from a standard drill, a standard piece of equipment, to a smart tool. So let's talk about that. So now I'm going to get into the tough side of things about retrofitting. Are we retrofitting those devices that are still secured? Do we have to worry about security issues when we retrofit? Did the tools, or is this not something we have to worry about at the job site? Is is it a, a, a fear that we don't need to worry about, that something's going to be hacked, that we got the bad guys out there that are going to get our devices, going to connect to our enterprise systems, connect to our assets, our, our, you know, our, our, our other things on the job site that's going to be an issue? Sure. So I think any time you talk about um, cyber and data being exchanged over a network, there's always concerns over cybersecurity, and I think you even had a, a show dedicated to that. So we definitely don't want to discount that risk. What we do is uh, combine the physical asset itself with, as I said, primarily NFC chips, with the data we have about our customers that's all held very securely, and then the customer application never interacts directly with our system and, of course, also not with the customer's ERP system. It really interacts with our cloud, which acts as kind of the, the middleman between the systems. And because uh, Hilti is a, is a direct organization, we have all the customer data we need about the tool, the service, the history to really uh, bring a real application into into use here. And I think if you combine those elements with any part of a construction fleet, if you have the physical asset, you have the ability to connect it uh, through whatever technology is chosen uh, to the Internet and combine that then with, no, with knowledge behind the tool, the applications and the practical applications of what you could put into place are, are really exciting. So what are we talking about, Avi, when you say applications? Can you help me understand what is meant by applications? So if someone's listening right now, they say, we keep referencing these practical applications. What is meant by that so that you see these for your fleets or whatever we're defining at the job site? Sure. I, I think one thing I would say is there's really no limitation. I will, I will here give a few examples, but just as I said before, when you take a tablet or a PC, and connect them, there's endless possibilities of what you could do. We believe the same exists with, with a fleet of a construction company. I mean, the obvious one is, of course, asset tracking and taking it to the next step with what is referred to as geofencing, where I can have the visibility to where is my asset, is it walking away from the job site, and with that have some theft deterrent, uh, where is it available to me as I need to use it. So. The whole piece around not just asset tracking, but also asset utilization. Who is using my asset? How many hours is it being used? Where is it being used? 
if you could then link it to the billing and the tracking of the cost of a job site, because I know how much my asset was being used, how often, how hard. I can track who's using it and with that make sure they have the proper training uh, to use the tool in a safe way and that they know uh, what they're doing. If I come to the conclusion that the tool shouldn't be used in a certain way, I can have remote shutdown. Think on the more advanced spectrum we see what is referred to as smart tools where the tool can begin to do some of the work in an assisted way with the operator to ensure the tool is used in an optimal way and also guaranteeing an increased safety for uh, the user. If we look at the automotive world, there's a lot of examples that we could take. Predictive maintenance is a great one. We all expect our car to tell us when is it time to service it. Why shouldn't tools be able to do that as well? Um, on some of our new partner actuated tools, which Hilti is known for for many years, we've uh, now enabled a counter that shows you how many times was the, the tool used, when is it time to maintain it, when is it time to, to clean it. Uh, so, assets that can self-diagnose themselves. So really, the applications are endless, Peggy. Avi, basically what you're saying is, are we trying to synthesize this information is what you're trying to say? Are we trying to get the most holistic information? Is that what you're saying? Variances and things like that? I mean, what I was saying on, on the last segment is we're trying to understand the improvements that need to be made from your asset. Is that what you're you, you describe predictive maintenance? But are we also trying to improve the variances that are happening so you can get the most and put it in your financials, into your enterprise systems? Is that what you're describing as well so that you can improve your whole operation so that your financials, your daily reporting, everything you're doing as a contractor can, you know, as a, as a builder, everything you're doing can improve completely? Is that what you're describing? Exactly. I mean, you exactly hit the nail on the head because if we look at the world of big data that is really emerging today, companies have so much data available to them, but they struggle to make efficient use of it and to interpret the data in a way that, as you were alluding to, can actually lead to a change in behavior. And so what, what we're trying to do and what we see the industry moving to is that combination of I have a physical asset, I have data out of it, what do I do with it? How do I interpret that data? And exactly as you said, if you can have a holistic view, if you can combine it all together with who, uh, whose tool is it, how much is it being used, what's the maintenance history, what's the intended use, then you can have data that's meaningful, that either drives a change in behavior, that helps you on your next job, better bid the job because you know how many hours of, of drilling, for example, or of layout are required on a job because you see exactly how much your tool was being used. Who are the employees that are really productive and should be recognized for that? So it's really exactly what you said, being able to tie it together, but making sure the information is meaningful and not just various points of data that you can't really interpret. Well, Avi, we're out of time, but thank you for joining us again. We always love it when you're on the show to share great information with us. Thank you for having me again, Peggy, and great to be on the show again. Thank you very much. All right. Thank you. All right, listeners, we're out of time. You know, you can check out ConExpoConAg.com for any of the latest content. Stick around. We've got more to come on ConExpo ConAg Radio, brought to you by the Association of Equipment Manufacturers. We'll be right back right after this commercial break. Thank you for listening to WS Radio. 
Improve your business and your life with useful information from experts and thought leaders. WS Radio is radio with ROI. You take your smartphone almost everywhere you go. Now WSRadio.com can be there too. Search WS Radio in the Play Store for your Android devices or iTunes for Apple and download the WS Radio application. WSRadio.com on your phone and in your ear everywhere you go. Download the WS Radio application. Do it now. It's very easy. WSRadio.com. Small businesses are the lifeblood of America's economy. Every Thursday, SBA Radio interviews industry professionals and is dedicated to provide small businesses with timely insights and innovations. Visit www.sbaradio.us for details. Hi, Scale listener. This is David Finkel, co-host with Jeff Hoffman of Scale Your Business. I wanted to let you know that our newest book, Scale, was just released and to encourage you to get your copy. The book will give you seven proven principles to grow your business and get your life back. If you've ever wanted to grow your business, but held yourself back from fear that it would take over your life, then we urge you to get your copy of Scale today. It'll give you a proven roadmap for rapidly growing your business while also gaining more personal freedom. Scale will help you work less by getting your business to produce more. Scale is for every entrepreneur. Whoever wondered if they really own their business or if their business owns them, get your copy online or at your local bookseller. For more information, visit us online at scaleyourbusinesstoolkit.com. That's scaleyourbusinesstoolkit.com. Can you imagine a world without children? A world without their smiles? Or their laughter. A world where children don't play. Or sing. Or dream. Or imagine. At St. Jude Children's Research Hospital, we can't imagine a world without children. That's why we're working every day to find cures for diseases that strike down children everywhere. Diseases like cancer, pediatric AIDS, and sickle cell. And we won't stop until every child is cured and every disease is defeated. Because we can't imagine a world without children. Can you? Finding cures, saving children. St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. To learn how you can help, log on to our website, stjude.org. 